Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. Um, so I said, okay, so why? Have you, have you been thinking about that? And they're like, yeah, I really have been thinking about that. And I said, have you figured it out yet? No, not yet. But they were thinking. They were thinking, why am I in this relationship? Or why am I talking to this person? Or why is this person important to me? Why do I feel an attraction to them? Or why do I feel like I need to be with them? Or what have you. So they were asking the why. They may not have had the answer yet, but they were thinking. Okay? So sometimes we may not know why. You may not know the why behind the decision that you make or what you do. But you need to ask the question. Okay? You need to ask the question, why is such a powerful question? All right? Now, having kids, it can be a very obnoxious question. Daddy, why this? Daddy, why that? Daddy, why this? Why, 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 why? And sometimes I just get like, oh my gosh, just give me two seconds of silence just for a minute. Let me just breathe for a second, okay? So it can be. However, it's a very powerful question, okay? Because it's the first question, it's the basic question, why? Why is this the way it is? Why do I feel this way? Why, do I, why am I tempted to want to do this or want to be with this person or want to go this direction in my life? Why? Sometimes when you take a step back and ask yourself why, you can dis- discover quite a bit about your motivations. Okay? You can discover quite a bit about your motivations. Sometimes the reasons why aren't very clear. And that's okay. But if you're asking, that means you are digging deeper. You're digging deeper for the reason behind what you're doing, what you're thinking about doing. Okay? Give you a quick example. If somebody come and ask you, hey, you want to come to a party with us this week? You know, your parents have told you no, that you're not allowed to, to go out with friends to a particular party or maybe a particular person's house or what have you. And that's where this party is. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I would really like to go. This is when you take a step back and ask yourself, why? Why would you really like to go? You know it's wrong. You know you've been, you've been uh, uh, told that you can't do that. That's off limits. Okay? But you really want to. Why? Any number of reasons could come into play here, okay? When we step back and ask ourselves why. Maybe we want to ingratiate ourselves among a group of friends. We don't want to be left out of something. We want, maybe it's a status of maybe saying, being able to say that I went to so-and-so's party. Maybe it's the, the, the attention that you receive from being at this party, okay? Maybe it's a temptation to do something at this party, drink or whatever the case is, because you know it's going to be happening at the party. There's a number of reasons why you feel this temptation, this draw, this pull to go to this party, even though you know it's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong choice. So why? Why are we tempted by these things? Even when we know something is wrong, why are we tempted to do it anyway? Why? Sometimes we have to stand back and ask ourselves the why behind this thing that we want to do, or these people we want to be with, or what have you. We have to ask ourselves why. It's a very poignant, simple, and yet powerful question, because it starts to dig down into motives that you may not have 
investigated the motives behind these things, the reasons behind these things. If you ask yourself why, you begin to learn some things about yourself, about the things that pull on you, the, thing, the desires that you have, the motivations and reasons behind something. There are so many choices we make every single day, and some of those choices are benign, okay? Do I have time to brush my teeth or not brush my teeth? Eat breakfast or not eat breakfast? Wear this shirt or that shirt? A lot of these decisions that we make day in and day out don't really have very big impact on our day, right? You choose not to eat breakfast, you might get hungry earlier before lunch. Your stomach might growl in class. Not an earth-shattering issue, right? Okay, some of these choices that we make day in and day out don't, don't matter a whole lot. But some of the choices that we make, some of the choices that stand before us do matter. They are huge decisions that can affect our lives. We can be approached and exposed to something that we know is harmful. Drugs, alcohol, pornography, sex. And the list can go on and on and on. These things that would tempt us, but why? Why do these things have a pull on us? Why do temptations, why is sin so tempting? Have you ever asked yourself that? Each of you in here, including myself and the leaders and everybody in this building, is tempted by sin. Everybody is tempted from time to time to do something that's, that they know is wrong, that they know is harmful, that they know is sinful, that they know would break God's heart. We are all tempted from time to time. Why? Why are those things tempting to us? What do they have to offer us? These are all things, these temptations are all things that can harm us physically, mentally, emotionally, that can impact our future. We make the wrong decision in a relationship, can impact us, for years and years and years. When you're offered an illegal substance, whether it's marijuana or crack cocaine or any number of the different things that are out there to entice you. I mean, there are just there's all kinds of there's stuff I don't even know about that's out there. I mean, there's all kinds of craziness out there. And yet the reason it's tempting, why? Maybe because we want to escape something from our lives. We want, we want to elicit some kind of a feeling. We want to just drown away our pain and our sadness. Maybe we want to uh, forget about some stuff that's going on with our, between us and our friends, and so we're going to choose to do this or be with this person or whatever because I just want to forget the other stuff that's going on here. Do you see what happens when you ask yourself why? You begin to drill down into reasoning, the reasons behind it, the reasons why something is so tempting. But when you give in to that temptation, when you give in to that temptation, it becomes a master. You know what I mean by master? You become a slave to it. It becomes your master. When you give in to this temptation, the next time it's easier to give in to it. And the next time it's easier to give in to it. And the next time it's easier to give in to it because you've already done it. You've already made that choice. You've already made that decision. So you think to yourself, why not? I'll go ahead and do it again. Because you may, you may know why you're doing something, 
but you haven't stepped back to really drill down into the reasonings. You know what I'm saying? I had a few boys in my office a number of years ago from our youth group. Uh, well, two of them were from our youth group. One of them was a friend of theirs that they had brought that particular night. And it had come to my attention that, um, that two of them had been smoking pot. Okay? I know in our culture today, that's almost like, who cares? But it's a, it's a pretty big deal. All right? For a number of reasons, and we don't have to go, we won't go into all of those tonight. But it is a big deal. Addiction, uh, brain chemistry, messing with you. I mean, it's just, there's a number of things. And I can show you, I can show you all the studies in the world and tell you why it's a bad idea, physically speaking, to put that junk into your body. I can show you all kinds of, I can show you a stack of studies. And yet, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, do you care? Why? Why, do you, why? why are you tempted to do that? So anyway, I had these boys in my office, and I asked them, I said, so what's, what's going on? Are you guys doing this? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Why? Why, why are you doing this? Oh, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know why. Well, what started it? What got you started doing this? And one of them said, and I'll, and I'll never forget because it, is, it has happened a number of times when I've asked this same question. It's almost always the same answer. Well, I was with some friends of mine and they were doing it, so I just, I just did it. So now, he said because his friends were doing it, he did it. But now, I want you guys to think with me here and I want you to drill down a level deeper on the why. His friends did it, so he did it. Why did he do it just because his friends were doing it? He wanted to feel accepted. He didn't want to feel left out. He didn't want to feel ostracized. He didn't want to feel like they didn't accept him for who he was, so what did he have to do? He had to become who they were. He had to do the things that they were doing. And that's why they say, with not trying to sound like an after-school special, peer pressure is huge because nobody wants to feel left out. Nobody wants to feel ostracized. I want to feel included. I want to feel like they are accepting me, so I'm going to do what they are asking me to do. When you step, take a step back and ask yourself why, it's huge. You've got to ask yourself why these things are happening, why you're giving into these things, why you're succumbing to this temptation. But when you do these things, when you give into these things, when you give into these temptations, it is... It becomes an addiction. It becomes something that has control over you, okay? Something that has control over you. Paul says, the things that I know I need to do, I don't do them. The things I know are wrong to do, I find myself being pulled in that direction. I find myself doing the things I know are wrong. What was he talking about there? We've mentioned this before. This is a battle of our fleshly desires. This is a battle of our temptations. Our, 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 our mind, our body want to do certain things. Uh, our body wants to, to do something that makes us feel popular, makes us feel accepted, makes us feel good, even though, even though we know better, even though we know that those things are not going to last when we make that choice. We make that choice anyway just for that momentary satisfaction. That momentary popularity, that momentary inclusion, that momentary high or feel good or whatever the case is. And what has been proven time and time and time again through countless studies and countless experience and countless testimonials from people who have been through this cycle 
you give in to the temptation, that high or that feel good or that whatever, that acceptance from those peers, whatever it is, lasts for a little bit, but then you got to go back and you got to do it again. And you got to do it again. And you got to do it again. And just like an alcoholic going back to the drink, going back to the alcohol, you've got to drink stronger and you've got to drink more to feel that same experience from the first time. That is why so many people who started off with pot or cigarettes or alcohol get into heavier and worse things because they're looking for that, that original feeling from the first time that they used, from the first time that they took that hit. And it's never, ever enough. You continue to go more and deeper and farther, and it's never enough because it has become your master. It has become your master. You begin to serve that sin, serve what tempts you. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, starting in verse 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. What are you going to choose, and why? We have to ask ourselves why, when we have two choices put before us, to do the right thing or the wrong thing, to take that hit or not take that hit, to take that drink or not take that drink, to sleep with that girl or not sleep with that girl, to sleep with that guy or not sleep with that guy. When we are given two choices, we have to step back and ask ourselves why. Why am I being tempted to do one thing or the other? Why am I being tempted to do the wrong thing? when I know that this choice is the right choice. Step back and ask yourself why. And ask yourself, who will you be serving when you make each of those choices? Will you be serving your flesh? Will you be serving your desire? Will you be serving that sin? Or will you make the right choice and will you be serving God and going after righteousness, even if it costs you in the short term? Even if it costs you a friendship. Even if it costs you popularity or status, or maybe even people make fun of you because of the decision that you made, which happens all the time, all the time. There was a, I used to ride the bus when I was, I think it was my freshman year, uh, freshman year in high school, I used to ride the bus to a job, a job, I got a job, I rode the bus to my job. Uh, I would ride the bus, and there was a girl on my bus. Now, remember, I was not saved, okay? I was not saved at this time. But I look back on it, I look back on it with shame because of the way that I acted. But there was a young girl on the bus. She's, gosh, I think she's, she might have even been in my class, I think. Uh, and she would always ask me and my friend, who were both going to the same job, she would always ask us, hey, you guys want to come to Bible study? We have Bible club at the high school on such and such morning. You want to come with us? And we would make fun of her, and we would laugh at her, and we would joke around about her. Now, that wasn't who I am or who I was. I wasn't the type of guy to make fun of other people, but my friend was doing it, so I did it. My friend was making fun of her, and I didn't want to feel left out, so I made fun of her. 
Now, on the flip side, what was she doing? She was inviting us to something that she was passionate about. She was passionate about serving God. And she knew in order to work that passion out in her life, she was inviting people to Bible club. Just like I tell you guys, invite people to church. Talk to people about your relationship with God. That's what she was doing. She was literally making that choice to walk in righteousness. She was walking out her faith by talking to us about Bible club. Okay? That got her made fun of. And to my shame, I, I jumped in on it. Now again, I wasn't saved. I wasn't redeemed. I didn't know any better. I was a stupid kid. But when I look back on it and look at the other side of things, look at, look at it from her perspective, what was she doing? She didn't care she was going to get made fun of. She probably knew she was going to get made fun of. She'd probably been made fun of before for asking somebody the same question. Hey, would you like to go to Bible club with me next week? And yet she did it anyway. She made that right choice. So we have choices before us each and every day. Who are we going to choose to serve and why? Why do we feel tempted to make one decision or another? Why do we feel tempted to give in to that momentary pleasure of sin? Because once you give in to sin, you begin to serve sin, and sin leads to death. Sin leads to death. Turn to John, the book of John, chapter 8. Use this second here to encourage you guys to bring a notebook and bring your Bibles from here on out so you can take some notes. I don't know about you, but it helps me remember the things that I'm learning and hearing if I'm writing it down as I go. Uh, so make sure to try to remember to bring your notebooks every week and bring your Bible so we can look some stuff up together. So John chapter 8, starting in verse 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I love that. The truth will set you free when you know it. When we know the truth, and I'll keep going here in just a second, Tony. When we know the truth, when we walk in the truth, when we obey the truth, it sets us free. Because if you don't know the truth, the odds are far greater you're going to make that wrong choice and you're going to serve sin, right? But when we know the truth, our options are a little bit better because we know what God wants us to do. We know the direction we need to go, even if there's momentary inconvenience and ridicule or pain or whatever involved in that. But we know when we make the right choice, God will honor that choice. Verse 33, but we are descendants of Abraham, they said. This, uh, this is Jesus. He's speaking to the Jews. So they're telling him, we are descendants of Abraham. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean that you will be set free? So they're confused. They're saying, what do we need to be set free from? We're descendants of Abraham. We're children of God. What do we need to be set free from? Now listen to Jesus' reply. In verse 34, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Now, when I say the word slave, what do you picture in your mind? What was that? Say it louder. Say it again. Shackles. Shackles on your hands, shackles on your feet. What do shackles do? They bind you and keep you from living your life. Sin will bind you 
to destruction. Sin will bind you to death. Sin will keep you from living the life that God has set before you. When we don't stop, step back and ask ourselves why, why am I being tempted to do this? Why am I being tempted to go this direction? Why am I being tempted to sin? When we don't take a moment and step back and say, what are my options here? Why am I tempted to go this way? And what, is, what does God say about this? What do I need to be doing? What is the right choice here? God gives us the truth. He gives us the right way out. So verse 35, a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. If the son sets you free, which is Jesus Christ, when we are set free by Jesus Christ, when we accept that free gift of salvation, those shackles, those chains of sin fall away. And we can live the life that God has set before us. Now, that does not mean that those temptations to sin will not still come. They will still come. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Jesus was tempted in the garden. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way that we are tempted. And yet he did not sin. Jesus Christ purchases our freedom. When we are set free by Jesus, we are truly free. So you have a choice to make. You can choose to vape with your friends. You can choose to smoke pot with your friends. You can choose to mess around with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You can choose to make all kinds of wrong choices. But as you choose that wrong path, as you choose those choices, you are voluntarily, of your own volition, putting those shackles back on. The shackles of sin that will chain you down and keep you from living the life that God has for you. Why? Why do we make those decisions that keep us from living the life God has for us? Stand up with me. As we worship together tonight and as you go throughout the rest of your week, I want you to ask yourself a couple of things. Number one, why? Why am I being tempted to do certain things? What is behind this temptation? Why is this temptation, why does it have a pull on me, this particular thing? And for everybody in here, it could be something different. Okay? Some of you ladies, there might be a guy in your life that's tempting you to do some things. For some of you, it might be friends that are tempting you to do some things. For some of you guys, maybe it's pornography that's tempting you. It's constantly pulling at your attention and messing with your head. Everybody in here is tempted by something. You have to ask yourself, why? Why does this thing have a pull on me? And what does God say about it? What choice does he give me? What's the better choice? What's the better road? Because remember, when you choose sin, you become a slave to sin. You begin to serve it as your master. But Jesus has set us free. And when Jesus sets you free, you are truly and completely free.
because God is good and he has a plan for you and he, has, he wants a relationship with you. He wants to show you some things. He wants to help you with some things. He wants to open your eyes and open your heart. God is good all the time. So he gives us a choice. We can choose the wrong path or the right path. He'll never force us, but he'll always be there to guide us, to help us when we are willing to listen to him and we are willing to follow his word and to seek his truth. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your presence, for your love, for your grace. Thank you, Father God, for the truth that we find in your word. Thank you, Father, that you have set us free from the shackles, the chains of sin so that we no longer have to serve sin and serve our own selfish desires and serve for our own pleasure. But we can serve you, not for momentary pleasure, but for pleasure that lasts a lifetime, for joy that lasts a lifetime and into eternity. Father, will you open our eyes to see that right choice, to see that right path, to see that right decision, to see your truth, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that as we pray, as we call out to you, you hear us. As we cry out to you tonight during this time of worship, Father, I thank you that you hear us, that you inhabit, that you dwell within the praises of your people. So as we praise tonight, Father God, we invite you in to our lives, into our hearts, into our situations, our circumstances, even into our temptations, Father, so that you can help us to resist them, flee from them, and choose a better path. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. As we worship tonight together, I want that to be your heart's cry. And if you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you have never prayed that prayer and asked Jesus to come into your heart and set you free, I want you to come up and I will lead you in that prayer tonight. The microphone will be turned off. You don't have to worry about anybody else hearing you. I'll just lead you in that short prayer. And you can leave tonight knowing that you have been set free from the chains and shackles of sin. Let's worship together.